We know it's not joyful when you're going through the chastisement or discipline of God. Because later on, when you look at the providence of God, sometimes those things that were bad were really good because God worked those things together for good. Hello, my name is Minister Herbert Moore, the minister here at the Church of Christ in Atlanta Airport area, where we speak for the Bible speaks and we're silent for the Bible is silent. Our worship service begins at 10 a.m. every Sunday morning. Please tune in WATC 57 at 4 p.m. every Sunday. Come be with us and we will do you good. Do you miss it when you don't attend? Look at Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 10. Do you miss it when you don't attend? As Reba and many of you, when you go out of town, you often ask me, will it be a good sound congregation? Because you need to ask that now, because every lost church is not sound. And she asks us, and then we, we'll find a congregation that is sound. Because her main mission and your main mission when you go out of town is, is to worship God no matter where you are. Because I was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 10, the Bible says, To the intent that now unto the principalities and power in heavenly places might be made known by what? By the church, the manifold wisdom of God. The church. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse number 9, Holy Generation, Rory Preachhood, God's own people, we've been called out of darkness to the marvelous light of Jesus Christ. We've been called out like a town hall meeting. We've been called out to do the business of God. Jesus said, I must be about my Father's business. In verse number 11, Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 11, according to the eternal purpose which he purposed, where? What did he purpose this? In Christ Jesus our Lord. So I'm glad that Herbert Moore is not the head of the church. Not the king of the church. But it's King Jesus. Colossians chapter 1 verse number 18 is so beautiful. He's the head of the church. Savior the body. Colossians chapter 1 verse number 13 been translated into the kingdom of his dear son. The church. And that's where we are. We've been translated to the kingdom of his dear son. I was glad when they said let us go into the house of the Lord. For the Lord God is a son and shield. He gave grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold for them to walk uprightly. O Lord of hope. Blessed is the man and woman that trust in him. The blessedness of trusting in the Lord. You look at the sheet once again, introduction. Upon the B, church should be a place where God is exalted, where people are encouraged and edified. That's the place it should be. But the church in, in some places has become a place of entertainment, Deborah, it has become a place of entertainment. I gather with my friends that had an R&B band, we had R&B band together. It was the Soul Dynamics. We gathered just the other day in Athens, Georgia, where we had actually made more money on that one, that one particular gig, if you will, than we had 
probably in all the gears we had together, we were playing for the University of Georgia. We thought we had arrived. And I played drums, and, and my other friend played bass, and the other guy, he was on the keyboard. And if you were to take a picture, a video of how we played and the dancing and prancing that was done then in the places that we played in, you would say, that's the same thing that's going on in some of the churches today. They don't separate it. They're doing the same dances, Jackie, that we did them then in the church. And that should not be so. See, they're trying to entertain, and church is not about entertaining. See, God is looking at our worship. He's looking at all our worship. He's looking at our hearts. Romans chapter 6, verse number 17. Paul says, from the heart you have obeyed this form of doctrine. He's looking at your heart, even though I'm preaching, but he's looking at my heart. He's looking at my worship. We're all worshiping him, not them. We're worshiping him. They have made God's house a place of entertaining so people will come. It's a sad commentary. And the sad part about it, if you were to ask them to go out to dinner, they'll dress up in their best. But you ask them to come to worship, they have gotten them. Remember years ago they had uh, a casual day on Friday on, in the corporate world, but we're not in the corporate world. We want to give God our first and best. Doesn't matter what we wear. No, it doesn't. God looks at the heart. He really does. But I don't know about you, but I want to give God my best. We want to give God our best when it comes to time and studying. We want to give our best when time to prayer. So many people need prayer. And if you're a righteous person, your prayer goes a long ways. You look up on the production in Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 20. The church should be a place where God is exalted, where people are encouraged and, and edified. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 11 and following, he gave some to be apostles and, and pastors and, and, and teachers on and on. For what? For the edifying of the saints, for the building up of the saints. See, God had it all figured out. He knows exactly what we need. He, and he knows every first day of the week we need it. And we should not be asking, is coming once a week enough? We should be asking, do y'all have anything else? You know, the Bible classes. This morning during the podcast, I mentioned how we had even service and how throughout the 47 years I've been in the gospel, I don't remember missing hardly any even services, but the beauty of that, I got a double dose of God's word. But Bennett said someone texted or emailed us during our morning podcast and said, I hope we bring even service back, amen? <laughs> the Bible says in Ephesians chapter three, look at Ephesians chapter three, verse number 20. Now to him that is able to do 
exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works if in us. God is able to do it, isn't he? The blessedness of trusting in the Lord. But, but let's don't stop that. We also stop there in verse number 20. But, but, but here it goes. Here it goes, Reva, in verse number 21. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 21. Unto him be glory where? In the church. Some say, give me Jesus, but I don't want the church. But he said, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Some say, war, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Church, what is good for? Everything. In the church. It is at the church where we get a glimpse, just a glimpse now, of heaven. It is at the church where we get a foretaste of heaven. It is at the church where we get an appetite for heaven, where, where we long for heaven, where we realize our citizenship is not here, but it's in heaven, and we're just passing through this land. Have you noticed? I have more time behind me than I have in front of me. And so do you, many of you. This is church. I want you to notice here upon the sea in Colossians chapter 3. Look at Colossians chapter 3, verse number 1 and following. So beautiful. Colossians chapter 3, verses number 1 and following. Paul said, if we, we, ye then, be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. We're seeking those things which are above. And yes, we're not so heavenly bound where we're no earthly good. We still live this life. And we still enjoy this life. I enjoy cookouts. I enjoy birthday parties. I enjoy weddings. Let me know when the next wedding would be. I'll be there. Amen. I enjoy wedding. Jesus did it in John chapter 2. <laughs> but I've been in a joy cake. <laughs> God has all these things. He has given us richly to enjoy, Paul says in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse number 12 and following. Nothing wrong with this world's goods. We just need to know how to enjoy it and how far to go. All things are lawful, but all things are not speeding. All things are lawful, but all things do not edify God. I enjoy life. What about you? And even though sometimes, I want you to notice this, uh, sometimes we don't have the people here that started out with us, men of us, our parents, our sisters, our brothers, our friends. That don't stop us from enjoying life. We still start, need to enjoy life. When I leave this world, I'm, I'm, I'm preparing a lot, learning out for our grandchildren and children, not inheritance-wise, but trying to teach them the word of God and 
trying to give them the best advice we can because you know where we get wisdom. James chapter 1, verse number 5, we get wisdom from above. I know this life won't last forever, but I'm okay with that. Listen to what Paul says in Colossians chapter 3, verse number 1. He says, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection, your mind on things above, not on things on earth. But ye are what? Dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, now I want you to notice something about Christ here. Christ, who is our life, shall appear. Then shall ye also appear with him in glory. What a wonderful life we live. And we come to worship to be re refreshed and rebooted, as Brother Brooks just mentioned. He said, sometimes we all need a reboot. We need to reboot like we do our phones. Charge it back up. Charge me up, Lord. Charge me back up. You can be beat down throughout the week in this world. But when you come to the house of the Lord, we're able to bow down at his feet. We, the Bible says it's a kiss toward God. It's a wonderful thing. The question this morning, it is at church where we get a glimpse. It is at church where we get a foretaste. It is at church where we get an appetite for heaven because we're on our way to heaven. One of the sisters, Linda and I uh, met down in Everton, Georgia. They were having a latest Bible class, and she came out, and uh, she said, Brother Moore, remember when you preached down here many years ago, I had strayed away. She said, I've, I've come back. She said, I'm trying to make heaven my home. What about you this morning? Are you trying? You don't have to try. You can make heaven your home. Uh, first Corinthians, first John chapter five, verse number 13. Paul said, you may know that you have eternal life. Believe in Jesus Christ. You can know it. Look at the first point. These three points, as you can see them from your sheet. It is longing for God. Longing for God. In Psalm 119, verse number 10 and 11, David says, with my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wonder from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid where? In my heart. So I won't sin against thee. Lord, help us to long for God. God is worthy. He says, how lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts. Look at Psalm 84. Look at Psalm 84. How lovely is thy tabernacle. He goes on to say in Psalm 84, my soul longest, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. My soul, yes, 
even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. The Hebrew word here for cry has a picture of a child who cries out when it is hungry. You know, we even know when a child needs changing, don't we? This is a certain cry. You know, right? Such a long, certain cry. You know, when you raise a baby, you, you know when a, a, a child is wet, when a child needs changing. That's a certain cry, isn't it? And then that's a certain cry when a child is hungry. An infant cries with the whole body when they're hungry. And our young people need to understand that. Young mothers need to understand that. Some old, sometimes the mothers have to teach them, don't they? This is how we should cry out for God with, notice this now, with our whole being. With our whole being. The feeling being expressed here is similar to when you are about to see when a child just starts screaming, hands going up and going back, and you know that child is hungry. And, and what he's saying here is when we cry out, we need to cry out, Lord, I need to be fed. And this is often why people don't realize why their lives is not where it should be. They feel like, I'm still not satisfied, preacher. I have this, I have that. I have a house, I have a home. My credit score is 820. I can get anything I want and, and let me tell you this, I'm debt free, but still I'm not happy. Because that's a crying out, that's a crying out that we have to cry out. We have to be hungry for God's word. Look at Matthew chapter five, look at Matthew chapter five. That's must be a hunger for God's word. And in the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew chapter 5, that's a blessedness of those that cry out and hunger. The Bible says in verse number 6, in Matthew chapter 5, verse number 6, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. We must hunger and thirst for God's word. We must study on our own. We must have our own line of study. We often talk about the seven up plan. Y'all know what the seven up plan is. The seven up plan is in the morning when you get up, first thing you do is pray. You spend one minute praying, then you read the Bible for five minutes, and then you pray again for one minute. So that's seven minutes. That's all. That's a short devotional, but you need to start somewhere. You need to start your own routine. Hungry, hungry, be hungry for God's word. The general worship of a God longs to spend time in the courts of God. This is what he's saying. I long to spend time in the courts of God. The writer of the psalm only gets to worship God in the temple a couple times a year. And he is excited to the point of yearning, thirsting, longing, even fainting to worship God. For, to worship God. How, many, how many times we get a chance to worship? 52 weeks in a year. 
How many times do we, we miss out of that whole year? Oh, sometimes, yeah, oh yeah, we can be sick, but how many times do we miss because we just don't feel like coming? Just think if God just felt like, I don't feel like blessing you. We've been in bad shape. This is how we should feel about church, too. On every Sunday, we should be thinking, wow, what a great thing it is to be the, in the presence of our other brothers and sisters in Christ, singing praises to God, praise song, praising him in songs and him in spiritual songs. Colossians chapter 3, verse number 16, hearing the word of God, oh man, this is great. We should say that when we come in. How do you feel when you walk through the doors? God has blessed me to be here again another day to worship God. It should be like what the gentleman said to the whole barbershop. The preacher is back. The preacher is back. It should be the preacher saying the members are back. The members are back. Lord, help us to come back. The only bad thing is that we should be saying, I can't wait another week. Because this is the highlight of my week, the worship God. This anything the preacher has planned or the elders or deacons to know, uh -uh, this is what God planned on the first day of the week. I mentioned how my parents, my father worshiped at a denomination church on one side of town, mom the other, but we would support one another. So my father, it was a, a Bible study every Sunday at his particular congregation. And my two sisters and I, we had to be ready, even when we were teenagers, we had to be ready sitting on the sofa at about 8 o'clock, or we had to be there about 8.30, sitting on the sofa ready, like soldiers. <laughs> and, right, and he would take us, and we would go there. It wasn't a whole big crowd or nothing, but they taught the Word of God. We were able to learn the Word of God. But... Doesn't matter how grown we thought we were, as long as we stayed in that house, we had to go. That's what a true head of the house does. The Bible says here, and well, wherever you are on your excitement level, wherever your excitement level is, hopefully you want to have the excitement the psalmist has. He was excited. We will see how to develop this longer a bit and see as we look at the next verse in Psalm 40, 84, verse number three, look at the next verse, even the sparrow has found a home and swallowed a nest for him herself where she may lay her young. Even your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. The psalmist here is somewhat jealous in the sense of, of the birds who who are able to lay their nest and be near the Lord. And, but keep in mind, God is even concerned about the sparrow. If he's concerned about the sparrow, what about you? He's concerned so much about you that he knows how many hairs you have on your head. This is why I didn't have to go back to the barber during the pandemic. Not much hair to deal with, amen? But he knows. God knows that much about us. That's how important you are to God. 
Isn't that amazing? I'm on a picture of God's protection, God put his protection over us. When all the world is falling apart, when we are surrounded by death, destruction, violence, sickness, famine, war, we are safe in the arms of Jesus. See, what the psalmist is saying and what we, we should say even in our lives, that we don't put our... Thank you so much for tuning in with us as you have listened to the message of the hour. In order to obey the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Bible tells us in Mark 16, 15, and 16, it says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And so one must hear the word in Romans chapter 10, verse number 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And once you hear the word, you must believe the word. Once you believe the word, you must repent of your sin. Luke 13, 3, Jesus says, except you repent, you will all likewise perish. And once you repent, you confess Christ, the sweetest name on Martha's tongue. Then after that, you're buried with him in baptism, in the watery grave of baptism. You become, in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, a new creature, a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have been made new. And so we encourage you to come be with us as we teach you the word of God because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You become a member of the church of Christ, the one that Christ died for. Colossians chapter 1, verse number 18. God bless you all. Hello, my name is Minister Herbert Moore from the Church of Christ at Atlanta Airport. We're located about three miles from the Atlanta Airport, the busiest airport in the world. We're just an eight-minute drive. We have many people that travel through the airport and they come to worship with us. We speak what the Bible speaks and we're silent what the Bible is silent. And so we invite you to come. We also invite you to tune in to our television program every Sunday at 4 p.m. WATC 57 Television. We also invite you to visit our Facebook Church of Christ at Atlanta Airport area. Also, you can go to YouTube, speakingthegospel.tv, and hear many more of the sermons from the Word of God that I have spoken throughout the last months and the last years. Enter to worship and leave to serve. Many times today, we're not able to worship in a building. The Bible tells us that we are to worship on the first day of the week. And as you know, we can worship God everywhere and anywhere. The Bible tells us in Exodus chapter 3, verses number 1 and following, as Moses approached the burning bush that was burning but did not burn up, God tells him, take off your shoes. You're standing on holy ground. And that's why we can worship anywhere. The church is not the building. The Bible tells us in Luke chapter 17, verse 21, that the kingdom of God lives within us. So when we say we're coming to church, we're really coming to worship. This is why we need to realize God does not dwell in an empty church building. He's all over. He's everywhere. And those that worship him in John 4, 24 must worship him in spirit and in truth.